Yo, 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 what's good, Brodies and Bays? This is the Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Podcast redraft episode. You know how we do it every Tuesday. This is where you come for your fantasy football needs and to chop it up about the latest NFL news. And with the ring light in my face and shining all bright, I am Dynasty Bro Dot here with my co-bro. Dynasty Bro Vic, man, what's up? Hey, we both got the coats gear on today, man. I like yeah, that. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. You know, we got to rep these coats, man. So. We got to get these dubs while we can, you feel me? Yeah, man. We good, bro. <laughs> yeah. hey, we 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 gonna be in the playoffs, bro. We playoff bound. Bro, Phillip don't look horrible the past couple weeks. He don't Just throwing it out there. Just don't. You, damn, you didn't sound. You didn't sound too enthused. But we gonna get to the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I play. I guess it's the fantasy bias. You know what I mean? Like it's a game within yeah. a game. So I gotta you know pick my head up above water and keep it all in perspective. So. All right, bro. Before we get into it, what you drinking, man? What you drinking today? Man, I got this uh, Taxman IPA. Not That's a sponsor, the by the way. That's yeah, the boy bro. With the yeah. All right. I'm doubling up right now. I got the Angry Orchard and the wine in the water bottle. It's one of them nights, bro. So let's I get like to it. it. All right. So this Tuesday, we got some mid-season MVPs. What we're going to do is go through and name you every number one guy at the position. And then we're going to go through and let you know who we think is going to finish in that position, whether it be the same guy that we talked about or a different player. So we're going to get to that. And, you know, we always got the four-minute offense, you know, which is where we give you the ads and the drops for the week. Because right now, me and Vic just talked about it right before we started. I said, bro, I don't care if this guy's going to buy you a week. He needs to be added. Because right now you got to get them dubs. Literally, you got to get the dubs. It's all about making your strong playoff run. Somebody can give you an RB one week, two weeks in a row, leading to your playoff run. You need that shit. So we definitely got the four-minute offense, and we're going to rock out, man. You ready, Vic? I'm ready, bro. Let's get to it, bro. All right. Uh, so what you want to start with, man? You want to get straight into these MVPs? Yeah, man. So first off, I hope everybody's, you know, maintaining, you know, having a good season up up until this point. I know it's been a lot of injuries, you know, a lot, a lot's been going down. So we basically got what five weeks left in the regular season. So now's the time to make the push. Set you a goal, whether it's go five and zero or to go, you know, four and one or three and two, whatever you need to make that playoff push. And again, you know, you know, for me, it's all about just getting in the playoffs. I know we all like to have that first round bye. That's all nice, all you know, good and dandy. But just get in the playoffs and do some damage. That's all that matters, Brody. That's all that matters. All right. So uh, let's get straight to the quarterback, man. Um, who who you got? Because it's it's a couple guys at the top playing real fire right now. Lights out week by week. It's look like they're battling on who can score the most touchdowns in the game week by week. But uh let's go. Who you got? <laughs> Who's the number one quarterback right now in in, in fantasy football? All right, man, I'm going to call out the top five. That way people can, you know, have the whole perspective and shout out to FantasyData.com. So uh, we got Pat Mahomes, man. He's the number one QB with 207 points um, on the season up until this point. So he's basically averaging 26 points a game. I mean, if you're taking Pat Mahomes in the first round or second round, and, you know, as far as in a redraft, you're getting your value. So that that's, you know, great value for a QB one. At number two, we got Russell Wilson and then Kyler Murray. And then number four, Josh Allen. And number five, Tom Brady, man. Mm. Okay, so week by week, you see Pat out there dominating. Week by week, you see Russ out there dominating. These are a couple guys that we pretty much predicted, man. Let's talk about Mr. Tom Brady, man. Um, you know, switching, leaving out of – let, let us have this moment. Switching out of New England, going to Tampa Bay, new system, new offense, new coaches, hella weapons. But, hey, 
Mike Evans started off the season banged up. Guy would start off the season banged up. Grunt coming back off of not playing for a year. OJ Howard out. How does Brady look out there maintaining? And he's, he's looking good, bro. Did you expect this from him? Man, actually, I didn't expect the offense to click at all. I mean, you know, earlier in the offseason, I called it the new Cleveland Browns. You know what I mean? Because they got all these pieces in play, these new police, uh, pieces, and they're about to insert Antonio Brown. So it looks like things are starting to come together. Of course, you know, they lost Godwin, you know, for a week. But uh, he's about to be back, man. So that offense is looking scary. And Gronk's starting to catch passes, too. Yeah, man, I'm I'm shocked that Brady is out here doing it to this extent, man. You figure they didn't rank him here to hand off. They're going to let him throw the ball, but I never thought he would be competing with a top five fantasy uh, season. So uh, shout out to Tom Brady, man. He's still doing it, man. That TB12 diet is doing him some justice, bro. Yeah, man. All right, so, of course, Pat's at number one. You know, who do you have finishing as your MVP, you know, at least at the QB position? So, of course, pass number one right now. Russ is not too far behind him, literally one point behind him. And then yeah. you got Kyler and Josh. So who do you have finishes number one QB? Oh, in my opinion, I don't think Josh is going to be able to even keep up. So he might fall out the top five, man. I think Zach Moss and Singletary actually look like a pretty decent one-two combo. So I think they're going to be able to run efficient. They got a good defense. I really think it's going to be Russ. As much as I love Pat, let me tell you why. Pat. They, they do have a dominant run game when they want to run, and they actually have a pretty decent defense. So they're going to end up locking up some guys to where he doesn't need to throw for five touchdowns every game. But Russ has a bottom-tier defense. They're going to have to let him keep cooking. And that's all we've ever asked for was, hey, let Russ throw the ball. This is the year that he's going to have to do it. None of that shit's going to click all year. I think the defense is going to be bad for the rest of the season. They're going to compete because Russ is out there throwing touchdowns and the offense is on fire. So I'm going to put Russ as my number one QB by the end of the season, man. What about you? All right. And just so you know, man, we're going to put some shots on these too, man. So we're going to revisit that. So you sure you want Russ? I got to take it, bro. The defense requires him to score this much, bro. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm not mad at that. And plus, DK looks great, bro. He's unstoppable. He's a cheat code out there, man. Like, whether it's a 40-yard bomb or just even on the goal line or red zone. So, I like the call, man. And, of course, you can't forget about Tyler Lockett. So, but uh, I'm, I'm actually going to plant my flag on Pat Mahomes. I mean, you know, we, we just saw what they just did to the Jets. And, of course, they should do that to the Jets. But when you can have McCole Harmon swing around on a jet sweep and he just shovels it forward and that counts as a pass, you got to count for that. So Pat doesn't – not only he don't have to throw it downfield, he can get those quick shovel passes too. So I got Pat holding on and maintaining. It's a high-scoring offense. Of course, you know, they're going to run through Kelsey and then, of course, throw it to Tyreek and insert Le'Veon Bell and Clyde is going to get some catches out of the backfield too, man. So I think Pat's going to hold on to that. Uh, where do you think Carson Wentz is going to finish, bro? What up, Dan? Man, so Carson is uh, he's number nine right now. He's going to continue to sink, man. It it I, it almost feels like they want to just turn to Jalen Hurts. I kind of feel like that, but they're just riding it out for right now. So we'll see. Uh, but it, it seems like for me, they've been flirting a little too much with Jalen Hurts, man. Like they even let him. He finally got to throw a pass this past week, man. Did you see that on Sunday night? <laughs> yes, bro. But that was a hell of. I didn't think your Carson Wentz take was going to go there that quick. Hey. <laughs> Continue to sink. <laughs> That's where it went, bro. <laughs> hey, uh, Jalen Hurts is throwing passes now, man. He's not just doing the Taysom Hill thing. <laughs> so we'll see, man. <laughs> I do like the DK and Russ, Manny and Harrison, except DK is going to have way more touchdowns than Marvin ever could, bro. He's, yeah. But uh, 
Yeah, man. So uh, let's get to the running backs, bro. All right, real quick, before we do go to the running backs, I mean, we got to do talk about Lamar Jackson. You know, he's number 13, so we didn't see that coming. Uh, I'm just trying to see if any other names. Of course, Dak, you know, he's out for the year, but he's still QB 15. That just speaks to what Dak was doing, man, for him to still be a, a QB 2. Um, do you see any of these guys break into the top 10? Bruh, what, where's Justin Herbert at, bro? So Justin Herbert's number 12. Yeah, bro, easy. Easy money. Justin Herbert's going up from here on out. He didn't start, so he's just really picking up pace and, and catching up, making up ground. So give me some Justin Herbert, bro. Yeah, and I do want to call out my guy Ryan Tannehill. I, I, I preached it offseason. If you can get you a late QB, that'll be a QB1. Ryan Tannehill, number eight right now, man. So you definitely getting, getting a return on your investment there. True that. Damn right, though. Great QB wide receiver combo and DK and Russell. So, yeah, right. it is. Shout out to Dan. All right, let's keep it. Let's keep it pushing, man. So let's get into these running backs. So number one, Alvin Kamara. He has 195 fantasy points. He's averaging 28 points a game, which is crazy, crazy, crazy. And then number Ooh. two, Dalvin Cook. He's averaging 27 points a game, which is crazy, crazy, crazy. Hopefully everyone Stupid. survived that Dalvin Cook. <laughs> I know for me, I, I went on Twitter, bro. I had to mark myself safe from Dalvin Cook. So I, 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 I was good. Dalvin this week bro i'm so happy yeah man so and then number three you got derrick henry um so he's averaging 20 points a game and number four is zeke even though zeke hasn't been looking the best as of lately but he's still the number four rb and then number five james robinson so shout out to the rookie down in jacksonville so based on that man um actually i still have alvin kamara finishing as number one i mean he has he's basically lapping the well almost lapping let's just call it a quarter of a mile lead on the other RB. So he has 195 points on the season. Number two is Dalvin Cook with 160, and Dalvin just had that monster game. So, um, just, you know, that just gave him a boost. But uh, I got Alvin finishes number one just for obvious reasons. Number seven, fantasy score. So overall. Bro, there's no way you can cannot have Alvin. The way they're using him is – do you remember me complaining? I don't know too much about real – I feel like I didn't play enough real-life football. So when I make this complaint – you know, maybe you can correct me. I said this shit all last year. How do you not just send like a running back spy every play on Alvin? All he does is run flat out, catch passes, literally like how you would send a spy for Lamar Jackson. Just send a spy. He's their only pass catcher, bro. Bro, if if you take away the running game and just did all the pass down work, did you know Alvin Kamara would be a top 10 wide receiver right now? Man, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Why don't defenses just send a spy out just just to watch him? A cornerback, bro, like literally, not a linebacker, somebody that can actually keep up with him, just to help prevent the shit, bro. It's it's so stupid to watch him catch nine passes doing the same exact thing every single game. That shit's crazy. Yeah, it's almost as if they would have to use like a nickel back, so that's a slot, you know, DB. Um, putting yeah. a linebacker, I, I'll, I'll be honest, man, it's a pick of poison in that offense because, you know, as a linebacker, you got to play the run and the pass, so if you got to account for Alvin and also try to play the run if he's running in between the tackles. That's a lot, man, to ask for, you know, out of a linebacker. So, yeah, man, that, that's just a dangerous offense. But I will say this. Alvin is having the season that he's having. I mean, Breeze's arm is not that strong anymore. And, of course, you know, the age, so it's a given. But after every throw, he kind of got that little gimp arm going like he's trying to, you know, put some more juice back into it, man. So, Hey, Alvin's going to continue to flourish as long as Breeze keeps dumping it off to him and, you know, getting a short yardage and letting him create. So, And there's been no Michael Thomas since week one. So, you know, the confidence in throwing into these other guys. There was no Emmanuel Sanders this week. 
It was just Traquan Smith or Kamara. Who the fuck you gonna throw it to? That's true, uh, man. That's a, that, yeah. That's a great point. That's a great point. So, um, but yeah, I, I still got Alvin finishing number one. Who do you have? Well, I guess you already said Alvin. Bro, as well, ain't, right? no, ain't no point in not picking Alvin, bro. The way he's used in that system to catch nobody's catching the ball like him, bro. So it's it's crazy. He's utilized way more than just a normal running back. So he's clearly gonna finish as the number one. All right, I'm just going to look and peek and see some guys that fell outside of the top 12. So we got uh, Ronald Jones at number 13. I think that's a surprise. A lot of people were down on him, but he's actually, you know, he's he's having a great season so far. Of course, Leonard Fournette, you know, starting to get more carries and touches out of that backfield. But Ronald Jones is still, he still has a role in that offense. Um, Chris Carson's number 15, given the injury. And, of course, Joe Mixon, number 16 with the injury. Um, I would say the biggest surprise, probably Miles Gaskin. Of course, he's out now for three weeks, but no one expecting him to be an RB2 coming into this season. Nobody. And what are they going to do with that, man? Ain't that crazy? Brita and Jordan Howard must be that trash because they actually brought in DeAndre Washington before the trade deadline. Now that Gaskin is out. How would both of them? bad bro yeah man that's why you know of course it's redraft so we're just looking at this season but that's why especially in dynasty man i look at the gaskin situation as we had two guys jordan howard and matt breeder who were supposed to be featured they weren't getting it done but we had this third down running back who's a role player he actually looked like the best running back let's insert him into this featured role so i think gaskin just i don't want to say lucked up just because you know he's definitely performing but if you're the best rb in the room I mean, you need to start. So um, I'm definitely expecting Miami to address the running back situation going into the draft. So I'm going to give Dan some credit because watching Lindsey again for another year makes me feel like they should have never brought in Melvin Gordon again. Like, what's the point of going out there and paying that man? Because Philip Lindsey, once again, looks like the best running back on his team with with the, with the, everybody so nervous about his competition. I don't know why they brought Melvin in. I get it. You do need depth. But they didn't have to bring in such a big name because Philip Lindsay looks like an awesome running back, bro, every time he gets the ball. I don't know Phillip, if you watched this past week. Oh, yeah. Philip Lindsay looks like a guy who has back-to-back 1,000-yard rushing seasons. I mean, you don't just throw away a 1,000-yard rusher. So I'm glad to yeah. see him doing his thing. He just – dude, he just breaks through. Like, he he runs in between the tackles. He's he's not afraid. I know he's like, what, six foot 190, a little bit on the slimmer side. But he plays big, man, like – and once he hits the second level, he's gone. So his breakaway speed is like one of the best as far as like at the RB position um, yeah. in the league. So if you got you some Philip Lindsay, man, that's a hell of a flex play week to week. All right, all right, all right. So uh, that's I think we pretty much touched. We both talked Alvin. We think he's going to be finished as number one. You know, we talked some surprises. We had the 15-minute mark. Let's get to these wide receivers, bro. All right, man. So number one, believe it or not, Tyler Lockett. So, of course, he had that monster game uh, two weeks ago. And I believe put up like 50 points. What was that, Sunday night? On a Sunday night? Yeah. Um, so he's number one with uh, 148 points on the season. He's averaging 21 points a game. Number two is Calvin Ridley. And mind you, Calvin put up a zero um, a few weeks back. But he's still the number two wide receiver. And then you got DK, man. So you got two Seattle wide receivers in the top three, which is fire. Um, and, and DK, man, he's, man, hell of a sophomore campaign. Man, like I'm just loving everything I'm seeing with DK. Um, and then number four, we got DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, Hopkins is Hopkins, so we're not surprised there. And then Tyreek Hill, number five. Um, so I don't really know to put at number one because I love DK. And Tyler's out there balling. I don't know if – how far down is Devontae, bro, in points? Do you know? All right, Devontae is – he's number seven. So Devontae has 135, 
And Tyreek at number five has 142. So he's not too far off. And mind you, Devontae missed. Did he miss one or two games? How many games did he miss? Bro, two games. Damn. So there you go. <laughs> and he just had back-to-back three touchdown games? Something yep. Like so Devontae is only behind Tyler Lockett, 13 points, bro. So easily we can see Devontae should be the number one wide receiver. Yeah, he's he's going to be my – I had to check because I was about to – I wanted to make it a cheat system, but I'm really going to double up. I think he's going to finish as long as he stays healthy as my number one, bro. They didn't bring anybody in at the trade deadline, which everybody thought Will Fuller was going to come in. I think it works for, you know, Will Fuller and Houston to keep him, let him be the number one and keep developing. And I think it was smart on the Packers not to bring in somebody who was at the end of their contract. And if Lazar could come back, he looked like a strong number two. He's just hurt right now. You don't have to force – you know, it isn't like Will Fuller's some big-ass dominant number one guy. You know, I feel like Adam, Alan Lazar looked good in this role. As long as he's healthy, they'll have another piece alongside Adams. But all Rodgers needs is Adams, bro. Yeah, I like that call. Um, I'm actually going to go with Devontae Adams too, um, as long as he can maintain his health. Um, I mean, you. I mean, we see it right in the red zone goal line. He's just looking for Adams, and of course, with uh, Aaron Jones being out, who knows when he's coming back? But even when Aaron Jones is there, like it's still Devontae Adams' time, especially on the goal line. So, um, I like the call. Um, a couple surprises I do want to call out: um, Robbie Anderson. He's number eleven wide receiver. So again, right. he's still he's still you know he's still he started off hot and he's still maintaining that. So shout out to Robbie out there in Carolina. Um, I do want to shout out Allen Robinson. He's number nine. He doesn't have the best quarterback play right now, but he's still getting it done. I know there was a scare, you know, with his concussion protocol, but he came back and balled, man, the following week. So he had a big game this week. Uh, I'm not going to act like I know his ranking off the top of my head, but I would like to shout out a rookie that a lot of people are afraid of because it's a running offense. But Brandon Ayuk has been balling ever since he came back from his injury and got the green light thumbs up to go. He's actually out there just balling, bro. And um, I like what he's doing out there. So shout out to him being a first-round pick. He's getting everything he deserved. And just shout out to these rookie raw receivers in general, bro, while we at it. Uh, we get spoiled sometimes and expect these guys to play better than they should as rookies. So shout out to all of them because I think in all their opportunities, they're showing good flashes of being the studs that we expect they are. Judy, Ruggs, Rieger just came back. It was good to see him get the touchdown last week. Justin Jefferson's out there balling. Ayuka's out there balling. C.D. Lamb just showed his flashes. All these first-round guys, even the second-round guys, Pittman had a couple games where he went down, and T. Higgins, just Chenault. These guys are going out there balling, bro, and, like, it's going to be another year next year getting spoiled, expecting these rookies to blow up like that. But, uh, shout out to all the rookie wide receivers. Thanks for letting me say all that, bro. No, nah, that's fire, bro. It, it needed to be said. And Brandon Ayuk, he's wide receiver 28, which is fire. I got to shout out Travis Fogum for the Eagles. He's wide receiver 26. Mind you, yeah. he's only played five games. The rest of these guys got eight games under their belt. So he's just outside, you know, wide receiver two. Um, so I'm expecting him to finish as a wide receiver two. Um, I do want to call out. There's another guy I want to call out. Oh, Tyler Boyd. So he's wide receiver eight, man. So he's quietly doing some damage out there in Cincinnati with Joe Burrow. So he's falling. Burrow got his guy. Actually, Pillman Higgins, they, bro, they, yeah, Burrow got he got his favorite two pieces. They should have got rid of AJ Green while they could, bro. Clearly, you know, Burrow already know who who he likes. Found his two favorites. They should have just let a. They should have traded AJ bro for for anything. Let him go somewhere where he can act like he can contend for a year or try to contend, bro. They, I think they dropped the ball on a guy that 
played his career there with no chance of winning a championship. So you want to know who else is in that boat that should make a move now so that they don't get A.J. Green in Cincinnati while the value's still hot? Atlanta, man, you got to move Julio while the value's hot. I mean, he's 31 years old. The name's still hot. I mean, get you some value. That team needs to start going young. You know, Matt Ryan's not looking like Matty Ice. Someone needs to tell Matt Ryan it's an even year. He's not balling like it's an even year, man. So I think Julio is the perfect move right now. I mean, they already had their chance at the Super Bowl. They didn't get it done. So why not get you some value while you still can't for a win-now team? The issue is they should have did at the trade deadline when they were like, you know, we're not going to move anybody. That's on them. Atlanta dropped the ball on that because clearly they could have start working towards right now going to go get some draft capital because their team isn't going to be good enough to win a bunch of games. Yep. But they're about to try. They're about to try, bro, which is stupid to me. That's a, yeah, man, that, that organization's upside down, especially with, you know, the recent coach and did the GM get fired too? I believe the GM got fired as well. So, yeah, man. All right, let's pivot to these tight ends, man, so we don't run out of time. Um, so I'm just going to read it out. Travis Kelsey, number one. So he has 143 points on the season. I'm just about to click back over to, you know, these wide receivers because Kelsey is basically he's he would be the wide receiver four right now because DeAndre Hopkins has 143. He's outscoring Tyreek Hill. He's outscoring Stephon Diggs and Devontae Adams and Tyler Boyd. So if you got Kelsey as your tight end, that's a cheat code, um, at least in your lineup. So and then let's get into number two, Darren Waller. Um, so, of course, I just mentioned Kelsey is number one with 143 points. Waller has 98 points on the season. So you can see the gap that Kelsey's created with his play. Um, we just had George Kittle go down, but he was he had 98 points as well. Um, so, but he's number three behind Darren Waller. Number four, TJ Hawkinson, man, um, with 87 points. He's averaging 12 points a game. And then number five, Robert Tanya. Um, he's averaging 12 points a game with 83 on the season. All right, all right. So pretty obvious that Kelsey's usually the number one no matter what. And the guy that usually competes is just out now for eight weeks. So, um, yeah, do we really need to say much about tight ends at this point, bro? No, we don't. Let's just touch on real quick. I think TJ Hawkinson taking his sophomore leap is, is you know, it's nice to see, uh, especially the tight end being one of the harder positions to learn. You got to learn how to pass block these, you know, big defensive linemen, and you also got to run routes against linebackers and, you know, slot corners. So shout out to TJ Hawkinson. Um, and, you know, they got drafted. They came from the same college. They got drafted. They both got drafted in the first round last year. And Fant went down when he started off hot, too. So I think both of these guys would have been top five. Uh, but Fent actually got banged up and been down some weeks. So both of them in that sophomore leap is, is pretty fire, bro. Yeah, and Hayden Hurst, he's number six. I think Mark Andrews is a big surprise at number seven for everyone. Um, I would expect him to be out there with the Waller and Kelsey's. And then I do want to call out uh, my miss, man, Tyler Higby, tight end 16, man. So, again, once you're outside tight end seven, you're basically streaming. So it's a dart throw. If you don't have one of those top seven tight ends, but Johnu's number eight, I still like Johnu. I do like Jimmy Graham. Gronk is starting to turn up, so that's something to watch. Um, so yeah, and Johnu missed games. You got he was he was points per game the number one receipt number one tight end a few weeks ago before he started getting banged up. So you know that's I don't think that's on him. Injury if injury shoots you down, that's not on you and your talent. So yeah, Johnu and Ertz. I don't even know where the fuck Ertz is. Let's see if I can find me some great Look it up, bro. 22, man. But, of course, he's on IR or, yeah, so. Tight end 22. And I do want to shout out. There's a guy I want to shout out. Oh, Jared Cook. He's been doing his thing as of lately. But with Michael Thomas out, even with Thomas in there, Cook still knows how to find the end zone. True. 
All right, so we hit the 24 mark right now. You want to get into this four-minute offense, bro? Deep? Yes or no? Yeah, let's do that. But before we do that, where can I follow you at? Hey, follow me at DynastyBro.Dot on Instagram and Twitter. And follow the main Instagram page at DynastyBrosFF. Where they finding you at, bro? At Chief Sosa FF. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast uh, wherever you listen. But shout out to Black and White Sports. So this is the exclusive redraft episode. So make sure you guys follow our guys, our big bros uh, over at Black and White Sports. I had a brain fart there, but I picked it up. But uh, yeah, man. And they also got the Taco Tuesday coming up. So make sure you guys tune into that, man. But you guys can follow their social medias under ours. So. All right, let's get to it before we get 26. You ready? Yep. Ready, All right. Set. All right, man, the first ad is DJ Dallas running back, rookie running back for the Seattle Seahawks. So, of course, Chris Carson, he's banged up with the foot. You still got to watch the Carlos Hyde thing. Um, and also they lost, who's their other running back? Travis, is it Homer? Travis yeah, Homer? Travis. Hey, but DJ, he stepped in as a rookie. So, rookie running back out of Miami, man. He had a big game this week, man. So, he had a touchdown on the ground and in the air. So, hey, if you might get another start out of him. But go ahead and start him. Seattle's running backs are usually banged up anyway. So, it's a good play. All right, so I'm going to name a guy that, that's coming off the IR, and he got banged up when he started to show flashes. Uh, Mr. Jordan Reed, tight end for the 49ers. You know they love targeting a, a real athletic receiving tight end, and that's what he is, man. And, you know, you got to think back in week two when Kittle first went out, hey, eight targets, seven catches, 50 yards, two touchdowns. Next week, he got banged up, but he had six targets early in the game. One was a touchdown that he got hurt on a touchdown that he ended up getting a foot on that, that he almost had. He's just going to get both feet down. But he's going to be targeted. He's going to be a part of that offense because all they have is him and Brandon Ayuk. So if you need some plays for the next eight weeks, bro, go get you some Jordan Reed. I think you make a difference. All right, I got another running back for you guys, Damian Harris, running back for the New England Patriots. When he's getting in the game, you know he's running the damn ball. They might not throw it to him too much, but it's okay because he's taking advantage of all his carries on the ground. So he just had a 100-yard game this past weekend on 16 carries, put up over six and a half yards on the ground, averaging, um, and a touchdown, man. So he's, he looks good, man. Like he's the running back out of that backfield that has the most juice and the most flash. We all know New England has like 10 running backs they go with, but Damian Harris, he's looking like the lead back, man. 11 running backs. All right. Uh, <laughs> All right, uh, let's go down to Detroit, man. Kenny Galladay went out the game with a hip injury, and I don't know how long hip injuries last. I haven't heard any news, but Mr. Marvin Hall stepped in, man, played 70% of the snaps. He had seven targets. He only had four receptions, but he looks like the big play receiver, and Stafford doesn't mind throwing it down if you're going to get down there. So uh, he had 113 yards, didn't have any touchdowns. But that was good to see if somebody go be a focal point in the game because Stafford's been launching the ball lately and Marvin Jones and Hot can even go through about himself. So Mr. Marvin Hall is going to be out there being the number two guy. So if you need a play, go get you some Marvin Hall, wide receiver for Detroit Lions. All right, I got another wide receiver for you guys. Let's go to Chicago, wide receiver Darnell Mooney. He's looking like the number two wide receiver right now. I'm in that offense. He's getting all the deep shots. Uh, I believe he actually hit the end zone uh, this past weekend. So, man, if you need some wide receiver help, I'm comfortable running him in the flex, Darnell Mooney. All right, uh, we got a minute 15 seconds left. So let me get into a running back. Uh, Mr. Jordan Wilkins, man, comes to find out Jonathan Taylor was banged up. They didn't say anything specific about his injury, but uh, if they want to hold him back and make sure he's strong for the rest of the year, um, Mr. Jordan Wilkins went out there, man, and he played 51% of the snaps, but he had 20 rushes, 89 yards, and a touchdown in a system that loves to run the ball. So uh, if Jordan Wilkins is going to be the number one until they get Jonathan Taylor right, he's worth playing. 
like I said, if you can get you some running back starts for a week or two, you take that shit. All right, real quick, if you need a defense, Miami. I know it doesn't sound sexy, but they're actually balling. Um, they're a top 10 defense right now. I know they're coming off a bye week. They just balled out and shut down. Who did they just play again, Miami? The Rams. So I wasn't expecting that. So, uh, yeah, if you need help at the defense position, go ahead and get you a top 10 defense in Miami. All right. Uh, you got some drops. All right. Odell Beckham's my first drop. Um, of course, you know, he got hurt. Did we talk Odell last week? We might have talked Odell last week. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, hopefully you already dropped Odell. All right. Let's 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 move to the next guy then. George Kittle, man. Let's talk about George Kittle. Is he a hold for you? I know he's out for eight weeks. Um, basically, they're saying he's done for the season, but... Man, I want to just hold on to George Kittle just because if you have an IR spot, damn. Well, we still going to talk it anyways. We're going to cheat on this one. But for me, George Kittle is a hold, especially if you got an IR spot, throw him in your IR. He's a guy, man, that's, he's a freak of nature. He could come back possibly, possibly championship week or maybe even round two of the playoffs. You just never know. So, man, I'm, I'm just, you know, to me, that's a top two tight end. That's your only chance to compete with like a Travis Kelsey. So if you got an IR spot, leverage it. If you don't have an IR spot, I'm holding Kelsey in redraft just in case he does come back and help me out in the championship week or even second round of the playoffs. I mean, the name is just – look, we already know what Kelsey – or not Kelsey, Kittle, Kittle can do, man. So, for me, I'm not letting him go. What are you doing, Dot, with the Kittle situation? I don't want to be long with it. Just hold it. Because it's 30, <laughs> baby, and then we don't want to hold nobody up from getting to the Taco Tuesday. So, echo, echo everything Vic said. So, um, look – on behalf of the Dynasty Pros Fantasy Football Podcast, I'm here. I'm Dynasty Pro Dot. I'm co for Dynasty Pro Vic. Thank y'all for taking the part. Shout out to Black and White Sports One. Hey, eat a taco for me, baby. And yeah. Next week, man, to get this info, man. You know how we do it. I'm yep. Pro Style, baby. That's what I wanted to say. Make sure you dominate your league, Dynasty Bro Style, and dominate your life. We out. Until next time. In the water bottle. That too. All right. Upgrade your life.